What's going on, everybody? It's episode 27 of the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, and I got the interview of all interviews with my man, Cedric McMillan. What's up? Hey, what's up, fool? How you doing, man? <laughs> hey, you looking all professional over here. You got the little studio, <laughs> studio set up and everything. <laughs> hey, man, this might be my transition from bodybuilding. It might be my new, my new thing. <laughs> um, what's going on, dude? I wanted to ask you, how come you haven't... Uh, why don't you do interviews with anybody? Uh, well, the thing be, is, let's be real. Yeah. So, so the thing is, is um, can you hear that? I can hear you. Motherfuckers, is um, they hit? They must know that I'm. Anyway, um, the thing is, I got a whole lot to say, man. You know, we've had conversations when we travel and stuff together. But what I realize is um, people say, oh, you should uh, you should make YouTube videos and do and tell people, you know, but, you know, for some reason, I just don't feel I, I don't feel the need to do that. Right. Like it's almost as if. Um, when you when you a loser. What you say is kind of irrelevant, like your methods your theories, your your opinion, all of that, none of that shit matter because because you're a fucking loser. You know what I'm saying? And when you and, and okay, so when you are a winner or when you are a champion, then what you say, the way you cook your chicken, what you think about life, your theory about training, all, all of that matters then. But until then, everything you say and everything you believe, then it, it it's just something else for somebody to say, oh, you know, when I tell you about my life and you realize I only sleep three or four hours a day, that's something you can say, oh, that's why his, you know, that's why his, he always looks like shit, you know? Okay, but wait a minute. Before you go on from that point, I want to push back a little bit. So your yeah. assumption is until you're the best of the best champion that you shouldn't be giving advice. Um, not necessarily giving advice. Now, when somebody asks you a question like, what Cedric, what do you think about this um that I'm trying to do? What do you think? What is what is what is your way? Cool, you know, I could give that, but you know, for me to just be sitting up throwing my opinion around, you know, and say for example, I just got my ass kicked. I need to be focused more on what the fuck I'm doing and less about broadcasting my opinion around, you know, about things or the way I see stuff. And that's just how I am. You know what I'm saying? Like So your uh, so your view is you should. You don't want to do a lot of interviews because you haven't reached the pinnacle of where you want to, where you see yourself. Yeah, man. Like what I say don't even it don't even matter. Even though what I say matters to me, it, it don't have no credibility behind it. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, I don't. I think I just. I it. It's not nobody's right or wrong. I just kind of disagree with that because I think people yeah. out there watching. You know, just because you're not Mr. Olympia doesn't mean people don't want to know what Cedric thinks about you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Right. So, but yeah, I understand you know, and, your point of view, man, you know, and people give me a hard time about that a lot. And they say, you know, some people, some people just like you and they like the way you think and they like the way you do things and they want to hear what you got to say and, and all of that. And, 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 uh, and, and it, it would, I even got challenged like this. This man said, you know, you're too selfless to be so selfish yeah. with yourself why don't you share yourself 
with and, and I and I and and my only you know and when he hit me with it, 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 it was it was a real challenge. And my only response was because I don't deserve to share myself yet. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't deserve to. And that, and that's just how I feel. You know, like I'll I'll be honest, man. Anything anybody can say about me, I'm already like ten steps ahead of motherfuckers with criticism of myself. You know oh, what I'm know, saying? I'm, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and so I I just shut the fuck up until you the man. You know what I'm saying? Once you got your shit together, all right, now you can say something. You know what I'm saying? And and uh and another thing, here's the second part. That that's the personal side of yeah. the interviews and stuff. The second part is um with the way um this media thing changed because you know, I can remember before I turned pro, you know, a few years before you turned pro and you know, all we had was the magazines and and, and, and um a few of the websites were just now started booming, you know, but we yeah. were still buying we were still buying what, two hundred page magazines, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And uh that was where you got your information and that's where you got your news from. And then when everything switched over to the social, not social media, but you know, like uh, websites and forums and stuff. Yeah. And uh, so now it's all about, let's get this traffic on these pages. And, uh, and I can remember, you know, you get a contract with a magazine company and they say, Oh, go over here to this forum and talk to the fans over there. This traffic, yeah. you know, cause they'll be able to throw out commercials and stuff. Yeah. So then I realized what you have to say now um, is interesting. And then, you know, these media companies can in turn use that, you know, as a, as a way to market people and stuff, you know, so they want to know what you got to say, but when yeah. they come to listen to it, we're going to throw this commercial on them. You know what I'm saying? We're going to commercialize, you know, your personality, really, you know, like that. And oh, so, so, and, and here's how it started. It kind of started with MD. You know, yeah. I believe all of us kind of got, kind of got, you know, fucked in the butt by MD at some point or another. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, you know, they drop you, you know, they'll drop you like Christmas Eve one year. Yeah, yeah we're not going to resign you. But then, when you do good at a show, here they come with their camera yeah. talking about they want to do an interview, you know? Yeah. Nah, man, I, I'm good, you know? Yeah. So uh, it started like that. And then it just, and then here comes uh, YouTube. And I, I don't know if I was in UK or where I was. Every fucking body got a, U, a YouTube channel. Yeah. And so where it was before, you know how me and you would be at the booths and stuff. We we taking pictures. And then the worst, the worst case scenario would be, Hey, could you please make a little video for my buddy who couldn't make it? Yeah. Say hey to him. Yeah. Of course I can. And then it turned into, hey, uh, I have a YouTube channel. I got yeah. this many followers. Say something to, you know, my and, and and then it just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. You know, and to the point, you know, where it's a little bit disgusting, you know, like damn, man. Um So you feel like there's not a genuine you feel like it's uh, the media has become, it's like not genuinely like we want to hear what Cedric has to say, but more, how can we get more clicks and Cedric will bring us clicks. I, I tell you what, this is what the people use it for. Like it, yeah. say, say for example, like when you say, Hey man, um, you know, I want to have you on my show. I, I automatically knew it wasn't no bullshit involved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, of course I will, you know, but like with somebody else, come on now do you as a company really care about what I got to say yeah. or do you just want to try to use the fact that somebody else cares what I got to say? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and so, and so what it made me do is kind of protect myself a bit more and say, 
you know, well, rather than put myself out there so much for anybody to just throw around and use, I just keep my shit to myself, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and likewise, um, so watch this. If I have a YouTube channel yeah. and I got, and I got 15 shoulder workouts, 15 leg workouts, whatever, because I'm doing this every week. Boom, 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 boom. Now, when I do get to a position, you know, I guess authority is not the word, but to the position where I feel like, you know, maybe I matter. Yeah. Hell, <laughs> I've done everything 40 times already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of this is out there. There's nothing new I can even give nobody yeah. because I've already like saturated, you know, oversaturated um, uh, the, the, the industry with me. Yeah. You know, and I would much rather save that to, to until it's a better time to where, you know, what you have to offer maybe has a bit more value. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, I, under, I understand what you, you are saying. And I do, yeah. what you're saying is uh, admirable and respectful. And I can, I can see the, the quality in it. But at the same time, and I'm, I'm not pushing back or trying to convince you or anything. I'm just saying yeah. there's a whole group of people that are like, how old are you, Cedric? 40? 38? Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> i'm just saying like there's a whole group of people the reason i brought that up is there's a whole group of people that are like well how, what the what did cedric do from 25 to 35 or from 20 to 40 to yeah. fucking get to where he is how come he looks like this and nobody else does so it's yeah. like you know what i'm you know saying what? you know what who I, I'll, tell, I'll be honest with you and this is what's fucked up about me and i'm pretty <laughs> sure there's so many other people that are the same way when I tell you or anybody what I did from the time I was 25 to now or 30 to now, when I tell anybody what I did to prep for the show or when I do anything and there is 10,000 people that said, you are amazing, right? Yeah. When one motherfucker <laughs> says, <laughs> he fucking sucks. <laughs> I know, I know. It's all, but you have to put that in perspective, though. Because listen, I go through it. Listen, I put these videos up, and I get like 500 comments, and like yeah. there's two yeah. fucking cocksuckers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but you just yeah. got to remind yourself there's 498 fucking no, people that no. like appreciate no. it. I know, no. you're, you're like me. No. You think like I do. Those two, I'm trying to figure out what I got to do. What the fuck is wrong with these two individuals and what can I do in life? <laughs> what can I do in life to satisfy them? You, you know? can't. You, you, you can't satisfy them. It's, it, it's impossible. And so what I choose, so what I chose to do, I said, you know what? I just don't have the mental, well, I, I don't know if it's mental ability. I don't have the emotional ability to like say, screw those guys or, I know. you know, forget what they have to say or, you know, I can't compartmentalize like that. It's, it all comes together. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, those few negative things uh, kind of, you know, pushes me away from the, oh my God, the overwhelming majority. And that's something else that, you know, when people challenge me with that, I can only shake my head and say, I know, and this is why I'm fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, that's why my head ain't right. You know what I'm saying? Because I just, man, I just, and that goes all the way back to when I was a kid, man. Like, you know, I want everybody to like me. Why, why he don't like me though? I never did nothing to him. You know, I, <laughs> that's, that's, or why she don't like me? You know, I, I've yeah. always been like that. And, yeah. and, uh, when you're in the position like we are in, 
to where we put ourselves out there into the world like that. Um, see, we, we got different ways of doing what we do. And the way I do bodybuilding is, is so much like the way I do art. Like when I draw a picture or paint a picture or build something, I want this thing that I created to be beautiful and appreciated by whoever sees it. Mm. And, and, uh, and when they don't, or, or if they're not, or, or let me just say this, there's, there's a possibility that some people will see it and they won't like it. Right. Okay, cool. But as an artist, I am sensitive to what I do. And when somebody doesn't like it, it affects me. Okay. It is, it's not. It's just not possible for me to not let it affect me, right? Mm -hmm. And the, and so the bad part about it is, uh, I can't just say, "Oh man, I'm affected by the fact that these few people don't like my style." But it's okay. I'll make another one. No, no, no. What my problem is, I'm affected by what these few people think. How can I take this what I have that most people like? and change it to where they like it too. How can I do that? Mm -hmm. And then I drive myself nuts trying to accomplish something that's impossible, you know, that. So what I end up doing is say, you know what? Let me just hide from, yeah. look, watch this. Let me hide from the potential negativity that could come. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. rather, I would rather hide myself from everything and avoid the negativity than to put myself out there just for the small percentage of, of negativity. You know what I'm saying? It makes more yeah. sense when you, uh, it actually makes a lot more sense when you put it in terms of art. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people talk about bodybuilding, like it's an art, like, Oh, this is my masterpiece, whatever. But a lot of us yeah. are, are more athletic than artsy. Yeah. But that's now, right. That's right. But I think when you that's talk right. about it and you compare it to your drawings kind of right. makes more, it makes more sense to me that you want everybody to like it. Cause it's an actual art for you. Man, motherfuckers start saying art when I'm saying that shit, you know, because they, oh, they oh, <laughs> his bodybuilding is an art. Yeah, but you know what? Like, like, who I, no bullshit, man. I can remember when I turned pro and uh, did my first couple of pro shows, and people were, were telling me, you need to quit posing like this. This is not the 80s, and this is not how they do it now. You got to be more aggressive. Uh, you're going to have to put on some size. I know you want to try to have an aesthetic body, but. You know, that's not what's winning right now. You know, everything about the way I did everything, people were pushing me to try to be what was current. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm trying to represent this. And I, mm -hmm. and, and I can remember for a while, I can tell you right now, just like I told you, right when you turned pro, the websites. And there was a website called T-Nation. Yeah, I know. They had, they had one forum that was old school bodybuilding pictures. Yeah. It was just old school bodybuilding pictures. That was it. So you could find pictures like from old magazines or, or old pictures that people would find of all the old bodybuilders. That was the only place that had it because I downloaded every fucking thing that they had. And that was all I had, you know, for reference. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I remember, and I said, man, why does nobody love this? You know, because that's, mm -hmm. that was just my thing. And I said, I want to make everybody remember this style of bodybuilding not to discredit what's current that's cool you know it's like a genre but yeah. i want to make i want to make people remember this part too because i'm sure just like me there's a bunch of people out there that that would like that if they were if they were even aware of it yeah and, and they could like it too yeah and 
then don't feel alone. You know what I'm saying? So when I do my twisting poses and all that stuff, I would be doing it for this particular audience. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I wanted to make everybody more aware. And and this was before. Oh, well, we're gonna do men's physique, or we're gonna have classic bodybuilding now with the old stuff. You know, all of this stuff came about. And look, I don't care. I'm gonna die one day, and I'm gonna say I am the one that started to push that change, and nobody <laughs> can take that away from me. I'm gonna convince myself of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you brought it back, man. You always, you've always said you're gonna stay true to yourself, and that's. Yeah. I think a lot of us miss that point. Like even I did. Like. I was, I think I looked my best at 240 and they're like, no, you got to be bigger. You got to be bigger. You got to be bigger. Yeah. And then I ruined my lines trying to get to 260. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and listen, man, I even look at these classic, some of the classic guys now, I, you know, I think they're probably just supposed to be open bodybuilders and they don't feel they're big enough yet. Yeah. And they make the weight. So they do classic. Yeah. But, um, but for the true, what we now call classic guys, Man, I look at them and I'm so jealous. Like, damn, I wish I could hit that pose. I can't even hit it no more because it don't yeah. look right on me now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I could remember, you know, times in the past where we look at some of the most biggest freaky looking people and we could see back in, you know, what, 97 when they were in the nationals or the USA's and they were beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And then they just kept it coming, kept it coming until it changed into something else. And I think we all do that. You yeah. know, and, you know, we see guys now, here's what we do, man. We we curse them with this tag of potential. We get cursed with the tag of potential. Yeah. And we want to be able to achieve this thing that people think we can do so bad that we're willing to do whatever to get it, right? And and along the way, we develop a bit of, a bit of dysmorphia. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of to call it. But we yeah. don't even see how ugly we're becoming. Yeah. Because we're so focused on the scale and we're so focused on how wide my sweep needs to be on my quads and how thick my lats need to be that we overlook how ugly we're becoming. You know what I'm saying? And uh, until it's too late. Yeah. And then you fuck around and stand beside, you know, a 27-year-old Cedric you're like, damn, what's wrong with me? Why do I, what's wrong with me? That's right. <laughs> yeah. When somebody else brings out all your all your well, weaknesses now. That's why actually it's funny you said potential because in twenty eleven I did the Flex Pro and that was kind of like my breakout show. Yeah. And I got contracts with Flex and I got a new contract with SciTech and I was like yeah. everybody's like, Oh, this guy's gonna be this and that and blah blah. blah. Yeah. And then I started yeah. for the next two years I chased that. Yeah. And my body actually got worse. And I don't mean worse yeah. looking, like I tried to do so much in the gym that my body started to break down. Things yeah. started to look worse yep. because I was chasing that exact word that you mentioned potential. Yep. I was like, yep. Oh, they, they said, I'm going to be great. I got to push even harder to yep. read, to, to re but I was already there. Like yeah. I did the flex pro at two forty two or something like that. That was probably where I should have stopped. Maintain it and just wait your turn. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I asked, I asked the guy, it was the older guy that he loves bodybuilding like from back in the day and and watch this question and you're gonna like this question if you if you anything like me i said i wonder who the fuck told flex wheeler hey man just get bigger who the fuck told him that because in 93 <laughs> yeah. right like yeah yeah it's perfect like yeah. just stay there who yeah. the fuck said get bigger and convinced him to say you know what you're right i gotta get and, and and this is what the guy's answer was to me. He said, somebody might have said it, 
but his and, and I don't know Flex personally, but and he didn't either, but he was just, you know, guessing. His insecurity is what made is what convinced him to get big. Yeah. Because he felt yeah. and I believe we all may have that when we're in a game where you're trying to grow. Yeah. We always feel like we ain't never big enough. Well, but wait a minute. In 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 Flex's defense, if you look back, they kept giving us Dorian Yates. They kept giving the sand out of Dorian Yates. So he's like, yeah. What what does Dorian Yates have that I don't have? And it was size. Bigger. Yeah, yeah. got to get that. And that was the same thing. And, and when I came out, you know, Ronnie was winning. Ronnie was bigger, so everybody's trying to get yeah. bigger. Then yeah, Jay yeah, was bigger, yeah. so everybody's trying to get yeah, bigger. Yeah. <laughs> they keep yeah. the, the biggest guy always wins. So we're like, okay, I guess I got to be the biggest fucking guy. But yeah, it doesn't yeah, work yeah. for everybody's physique. Yeah. You and in the process, you grow and then you end up losing those little fine details that you yeah. had. You lose that, you know. And, and you almost that that was important. But as soon as you get big, um, you cut you cut out there for a second sorry dude um listen i want to i wanted yeah i got you i want to go there was a whole bunch of stuff i wanted to talk about and we just kind of been going on but go ahead go ahead i wanted to touch on mental health later in the conversation but you brought it up already yeah yeah um and talking about you know the mental strength and dealing with haters and dealing with this and dealing with that i know you have you like I've already done a podcast on anxiety. I have a lot of anxiety. Yeah. You you deal with anxiety as well. Yeah. Is that part yeah. of the reason? Yeah. Is is your anxiety part of the reason why you kind of like keep to yourself and do your own thing and kind of like? Uh, listen, I have to. It's it's almost like this. Um, if if I expose myself um, to like like I said earlier, the potential negativity, um, I will. Uh, talk myself out of any type of potential positive that could be there before it's even time to go. Like, mm-hmm. like, listen, when I go to compete, I have never in my life had, had a positive outlook. I, I say, man, I hope this is enough to not get my ass kicked. <laughs> I never say, That's I never I say, I never say, Oh, I'm ready to go <laughs> kick some ass. I'm excited yeah. to go. I'm like, I'm scared. I just hope I don't make a fool out of myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and that is always how it is. And is this something that you have to develop? Is it something that, that, that people pretend that they have, or is it just something that few people just really just have? And that energy that they're able to generate actually enhances their performance too. Like I think, you know, I, I watch a lot of like mainstream sports yeah. Not so much watching the game, but the, the personalities, you know, and, you know, people like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And to the point where I think they they are just so able yeah. to convince themselves that they are the best, that their body and their environment and the whole universe, they've convinced everything that they're the best too. And it just yeah. goes their way. And, you know, we can say, no, 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 they just work hard. Bullshit, bro. Listen, everybody work hard. It ain't yeah. that. It's something else special but wait, that but wait. some people just have, you know? You just opened – you You keep opening up different things that I want to get into. Yeah. Like, okay, let's get into the working hard thing, okay? Because yeah. I, I keep fucking hearing this thing, and I've actually gotten into arguments with people online yeah. about Cedric doesn't work hard, yeah. Cedric's yeah. – tell me what your day <laughs> – Okay, we were supposed to go at ten o'clock today, and we're going. We went at ten thirty because you're buying lumber to build a storage room. 
<laughs> like this is a kind yeah, of shit. You build a storage room. You have a fucking garden. You're like you're so, are you, like so 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 I got I got like a full life of real grown man shit to do, and I squeeze you know this one thing that I love into it, which is bodybuilding, right? But um, you know, uh, let's see. My mom now she's got dementia. You know, I got kids. I got this youth program here. I got family around here that need me to do shit. You know. And uh, and now with this youth program, I got four families that need me. Like I could be here with you right now and get a text message, you know, about a kid showing out at school, and I would have to go, you yeah. know, get him, you know, and uh, and that would just throw my day off. And uh, and that's just how it is. But but now I came off active duty because bodybuilding was uh, kind of taking so much time because having to travel for side tech and stuff. And uh, when I first met you. Uh, when I first got signed on with Sidetech, I was still active duty. Yeah. So, man, I would have to be at work at 4 a.m., at work at yeah. 4, right, to wake the soldiers up, get them ready. And, and so, look, man, we would get the soldiers up, get them ready, take them to do their exercise shit while they're eating breakfast. I would go and do my hour cardio, you know, getting ready for a show. You know, I would pound some food down in about five minutes, be ready to start teaching, you know. So now we training all day. We would get 15-minute breaks or 10-minute breaks every hour. And uh, so I would, you know, listen, I will be eating, eating a meal and standing, taking a piss at the same time in the toilet, you know, walking down the hallway, <laughs> pushing food down. Uh, when the soldiers when the soldiers go to lunch, I would either do my second-hour cardio or do a quick workout. Uh, and then the soldiers come back and they go to dinner. And when they go to dinner, we're done for the day. I got to catch up all my paperwork, sometimes get off work, seven eight nine o'clock it it will easily be a 12 hour day sometimes 16 18 and i've even done 20 hour days and in those cases i just go to sleep in my office get up and start uh, there's times for I, where i drive to the gym from work i fell asleep in the parking lot before going in the gym yeah i fell asleep on the floor between sets in the gym i fell asleep laying on the floor in the locker room in the gym I fall asleep in the car after the gym, yeah. right? And, uh, and and you know what? I never realized what I was doing to myself because I felt I, I got to get this work in. If I lose anything, I'll shave time off my sleep, but I'll make sure I get the work. I'll yeah. get my cardio. I'll get my workout. If I miss a meal, it's cool. If I miss sleep, it's cool. Not realizing until somebody told me it might have even been you. Uh, your body doesn't recover and grow until you're sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) So when you never get sleep, you never get an opportunity to actually make progress. Right. Yeah. And and then some, and then, you know, somebody says, yeah, but your genetics, you can do whatever. It doesn't matter, you know? (laughs) Um, And so Uh -uh. that's how, that's how a day would go for me. So when I turned pro, I was working like that, you know? Okay, so in the yeah. midst of all that, though, you have – how many kids do yeah. you have? Three or four? Four kids. Four, four yeah. kids. Yeah. So in the midst of that, you have four kids, and you're also yeah. trying to be a bodybuilder. What was your yeah. title What was your title in the Army? Uh, a leadership instructor. Okay, so this is the confusing part to me. As somebody with anxiety, I tend to fade back a lot. Like, I don't know if you, yeah. you notice when we work together, like, sometimes I just sit back and not want yeah. people, to, people to pay attention to me. I kind of watch from afar. Yeah. 
yeah. Somehow, yeah. somehow. Hey, you, cover, you cover it up. You cover it up with being an asshole. You're like, fuck this bullshit, dude. Okay, let me let me finish. So the confusing part to to me is if your anxiety is greater than mine, which we've talked about, how are you able to lead soldiers? And even, I don't just mean soldiers, like even when we worked at SciTech, you kind of led the team. Like, okay, we're going to go eat over here. We're going to go train at this yeah. place at this time. Yeah, even, yeah. even, so on, glad. but wait a so minute, even on, even on stage, this is the really confusing part to me. With all the anxiety in the world at the Arnold's in 2017, yeah. you, you in the Arnold, you you just have a way of okay everybody come out let's take a photo together yeah 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 how do you right. how, how do you lead while having anxiety listen i'm so glad you brought that up in bodybuilding uh it's 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 many different stages to it but the first stage is i'm backstage with you and at the same time i'm a fan of you Okay. So I'm looking at you in awe, like, fuck, look at Fuad's calves. Look at his shoulders. <laughs> Not <man>. my calves. <laughs> Seriously. No, no, no. Yeah. No bullshit. Yeah. I used to walk with you to the expo and I'm behind you like, fuck, man, look at his big ass calves. Look at my bullshit, you know? <laughs> and, and and I would talk myself into an intimidation okay. of, of these athletes that I, I'm a fan of. Yeah. So I'm backstage. Here, here's what, what my anxiety is. My anxiety is I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Who am I trying to fool? I shouldn't even be here. I'm just trying. But I, I, I don't look like these guys. Fool, I, I have been doing guest appearances and backstage fucking bawling. Like, oh, my. And what am I, what am I worried about? If I look good enough for these people, if yeah. these people will be happy with what they see when they look at me, yeah. uh, if they will be impressed or if they feel like, yeah, right. Yeah. When I'm at the expo, at the booth, if there's a hundred people standing in line waiting for us, I, for some reason, I'm, I'm retarded, right? I can have a hundred different opinions flash in my brain of, I wonder what he's thinking. I wonder what he's thinking. She's staring at me. What is she thinking? This guy's walking by looking, but he's not stopping. What is he thinking? <laughs> Fuck, I must be little. This guy's taking a picture. He's staring at me. What is he thinking? I wonder what that picture looked like that we just took. Okay, shaking hands. Oh, I got to make sure I flex a little bit. My nose is itching, but if I scratch it, somebody's going to get a picture of that. It's going to look like I'm digging a book out. And, you know, and, and, I'm, and so the whole time, I got all of these extra thoughts yeah. what somebody thinks about me. And that is what creates the anxiety. Okay. And, and because anxiety it, it can be fear, but yeah. it also can be just extra information of shit you shouldn't be thinking about or worried about. Okay. Yeah. So now, and this is the amazing part. All of my anxiety is the buildup in my hotel backstage for when my feet, hit the stage and some people cheer for me mm. it's almost as if somebody said okay you're good enough go yeah right yeah and then and then i can and then the me can come out it's like somebody signed a permission like okay you're good right yeah, now, yeah. if i happen to if i happen to get out on that stage and i hear nothing yeah then I'm the whole time I'm there, and, and this is what happens. So, oh shit, I don't look good enough. Well, 
the only thing I have left is my routine. So then I introvert into myself and say, turn, put your foot right here. Make sure when you extend your arm, you go back this way, turn a little bit more because the stage is here. Okay, now bring this arm around this way. Hold this pose. Which one are we going to do next? Okay, suck your stomach in, turn this way, put the foot back. Now I'm making calculations of this pose. What pose am I going to do next? How should I do this transition? Boom, 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 boom. So I don't even have time to think about what people are thinking because then I can focus on my performance. Long enough to get me off stage and ask somebody, hey, uh, how did I look? (laughs) And then somebody can tell me, right? Okay, so now let me tell you how that compares. In the army, it ain't about what you look like. It's about what you know, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Being a leader is about what you know. The, a small percentage of it is about how you look because there's a thing, there's a thing called command presence. And yeah. some of that has to do with how you look, how you, how you talk, what you sound like, you know, different. I could teach you a whole lesson on that, but it's about what you know. And I know I'm a bad motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Outside of this bodybuilding world, because the only thing that matters is what you look like. And my whole life, I've been an ugly, big teeth, big ears, big eyes kid that nobody gave a fuck about. I'm nothing special. And in bodybuilding, I'm that same person just in another arena. Yeah. So how I look is never going to be good enough. But I fucking know some shit. I know yeah. some shit. <laughs> yeah. And you can give me, you can give me a look, whatever leadership you want to put me in. If you want to make me a team leader over six people, a squad leader over 14 people, or a platoon leader over 30 people, or you want to make me in charge of the company over 120 people, give them to me. And I will make them guys follow me to hell laughing. And we will bring our fucking asses back or we won't. But we will fucking raise some hell while we're there. And I know that with every fragment of my existence, you give me a fucking mission and give me some equipment and we going to fuck some shit up. (laughs) And all my guys is going to be ready to roll. You know what I'm saying? I know it. But you put on a pair of posing trunks and say, okay, go compete against Brandon Curry, William Bonat, and Roley, and uh, let's see how it goes. Mm. I don't have this like him. I don't have that like him. I don't have this or that like him. I don't have this. I don't have nothing that would make me be able to compare with these guys. I'm fucked. Okay, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. I can hear the confidence in your voice when you talk about anything outside of bodybuilding. Yeah. Why can't, and I understand that it's the way you look. I understand that part, but why can't you yeah. bring that confidence? Cause you could, anybody can say, okay, Cedric's got, look at Cedric's back and look at this yeah. and look at that. Right. I can yeah. sit here and say, Oh, I guess what I'm trying to say is this when it comes to bodybuilding, why do you always focus on the negative? But it seems like outside of bodybuilding, you focus on everything you can do. Okay. And I got an answer for you. Um, Chris Aceto, I love him simply because he he understands me, right? And, and this is this is what he told me. He said, "You know what, Cedric? He said, quit trying to not be nervous." He said, "Why don't you just understand that nervousness is a part of what you're doing?" And I said, "Yeah, but it fucks me up, man. I, I get I get too anxious. I feel like I'm not good enough, man. Listen." This statement that I'm going to tell you, people say the word priceless, but I swear this information, I'm going to tell you what he told me is priceless. He said, you know what? He said, I'm going to tell you some people that were 
so nervous and anxious that it kills them, but they're the best, right? Okay, no, Michael Jordan, no, no way he's anxious. Kobe Bryant, you know, I gave those. He said, watch this. He said, how amazing was Elvis? I said, he was pretty fucking amazing. Mm. He said, and he says, amazing is Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. I said, fuck, man, you know, such a great, how amazing is Prince? Mm-hmm. And what he do? Amazing. He says their anxiety will fucking kill them on the inside. Kill them. They can't sleep. They can't. They can't do anything. But when they hit the stage, they can perform. And he said, "Do you know why their anxiety was so bad?" Listen, fool. I just listen to. This. I said, "Why?" He said, "Because they care about how well they perform. Yeah. Because they're actually passionate about what they do, and they care what people think about what." about what they do because that is their art yeah okay got and, and listen that was only half of it let me tell you the second half he say now watch this elvis impersonator michael jackson impersonator and even a prince impersonator never anxious never nervous at all <laughs> they have the fucking time of their life yeah yeah he said you know why i said why he said because they're fucking faking they yeah. don't have an emotional connection to what yeah. they're doing they're just pretending yeah. They don't they don't give a fuck. They just say, oh, this has already been tried and true method that I know they love this. All I got to do is pretend to be this. And if they don't like me, so the fuck what? I can go home, take the shit off and go be myself and do something else. They, yeah. He said, he said, Elvis impersonator has zero anxiety. Michael Jackson impersonator has zero anxiety. Elvis has 1000% anxiety. Yeah. And, that, and yeah. holy shit. And that, that was, makes uh... so much sense to me. That was uh, actually, there's another one that I, when I was researching anxiety, when I was going through it, I was, uh, Johnny Carson was another one. Johnny Carson really? hosted the, yeah, he hosted the Tonight Show, but in the off season when they weren't filming the show, he would go out on his boat with just a few friends and that was his, yeah. like he would spend time away from everyone. And yeah, he was all, yeah. oh, I guess he was anxious all the time, but as soon as the lights went on, that was it. He was a different person altogether. He didn't hit it. And yeah, the funny thing, yeah, you know, yeah, it's crazy yeah. when you're talking about posing on stage. I remember feeling the exact same way. You walk out on stage, yeah. everybody's quiet. For me, nobody cheered until I turned around. It was my back shots. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I had to, I had to endure the first like three poses of in yeah, silence, yeah. silence. And then I would yeah. turn around, hit a back double, and it would be cheers. I'd be like, okay, I'm doing all right. Yeah, like, got it, got it, got it. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's the same shit. Yeah, but yeah. it's still, it's still honestly, it still baffles me. I just don't understand how you're so able to bring people together in such a selfish sport. Nobody has done what you've done. Nobody has ever taken the top six at the Arnold's or even at the Romania pro all that, that group picture that was taken at the end. Was that yeah, your idea yeah. also? Yeah. I just say, hey, man, I said, y'all don't leave. Stay up here with me. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's take a picture together. I don't want no fucking picture by myself, man. Yeah. Let's stay up here together. And they were, they were cool with it, you know? So, um, what, what is it that does that? What is that? Does it, that brings that to you? Like, how do you, how, why, why are you always thinking about bringing people together in a sport where it's so individual? Um, because I have, I have been backstage already or on the side clapping when, you know, whoever the winner is, is there you know, basking in their glory. And I know what the fuck it feels like 
to be a loser. I know what it feels like to feel worthless. Because listen, I, I don't, you know, people can use, you know, whatever they want to use psychologically or whatever they want to say, oh, you know, second runner up, first runner up. They can say that. It's, it's winners and fucking losers. And you can try to make that shit as beautiful as you want, you know, as an alternative. Oh, you're top five. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're top five. You got your ass kicked. I got my ass kicked. That's it, you know. Um, and, 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 and so I know how that feels. And when someone could possibly be in that moment of feeling down on themselves or like they wasn't good enough or look I don't need this moment I don't need this moment for me right Uh, I need this moment for us because there is no winner if there is no us (laughs) what does that mean I can remember I did I did okay here we go I did a novice my first show as a novice there was a lightweight and there was a heavyweight novice. Nobody even in my class. A lightweight and a heavyweight. I won my class. Of course <laughs> I did because there was nobody to even compete against. Yeah. So, so, so listen, so listen the, the champion needs the losers to even be a champion of something. How uh, crazy is that? Let's see what you're saying. It takes, it takes all of us. It takes all of us. And what we immediately do is forget about everybody else because, you know, main man. And and, and listen, the second part of it is, don't give me this bullshit about the champion worked harder or the champion sacrificed more. No, no, no. That That's bullshit because I know some people that gave their life to this sport and was never nowhere close to a champion. And yeah. they gave ultimate sacrifices. So yeah. you don't tell me that, oh, oh, look, we got all this psychological shit. Hard work beats talent. Uh, shit, bullshit. You know, some people are just designed to be, you know, the universe is just laid out like that. This is, this is for them. And it is just going to happen. It's inevitable. You know, sometimes, you know, it's like a math equation and everything just works out properly for some people at certain times. And then this is something that's just not going to happen for you. Fuad, I don't think I would ever be able to do a backwards flip ever, no matter how hard I tried. I just don't think my body would allow me to, I could never do a full split. That's just it. Now I can try and I can become better at trying to flip or do a split, but that motherfucker is just never going to work out. You know what I'm saying? With me, no matter how much I try. And I think some people were in, we're in these arenas trying to uh, be something that just may, may not be. Okay. Our purpose in this thing may not be what we believe it is or what we would want it to be. Our purpose here may be just to be a participant or our, uh, we may have some limitations on our existence that says, just be this here. Yeah. Be great there, but just be this here. That's what yeah. your purpose is. And we yeah. try to make it more and we try to do, you know, and all kind of other stuff. And, you know, my, my only examples that I always fall, fall back to is I think about how many beautiful, amazing bodies there has been in this sport that would never miss the Olympia, but were absolutely without a doubt, hands down, the best bodies. So, okay, so it is possible for you to be the absolute best and not be 
the champion. That's yeah. possible. Yeah. You know? So, so, so what the fuck do we have to hold on to, you know? Okay, so back to, you know, why do I do that? Why do I bring everybody together? Because everybody matters. When you got this physique up here and this physique is labeled the champion, that don't mean he's the best body. That don't mean they're the best person. And all of the diversity that makes up who we are is what should be represented in moments like that. Mm. Not me. This is the ideal body. No, we are what bodybuilding is. We are in this moment together. And I would much rather share a moment like that with everybody that's not been through hell just like me, you know, these 12, 14, 18 weeks or whatever. I would rather share that moment with everybody than for it to just be all about me. Yeah. That's why, because you know, there's some people in that stage that their heart is broken because you won and their God didn't. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 you can't, and, and you can't sit here and say, your heart shouldn't be broke because I won and my truth is the only absolute truth and your truth that you think this guy should have won doesn't fucking matter. No, 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 no. It, it, yeah. You know, real life don't work like that, you know? Yeah. So you know, I just try to acknowledge, I just try to acknowledge all of us. You speaking know, whenever I can, because I've been that motherfucker that felt like a piece of shit, you know? Speaking from experience at the uh, 17 Arnold, I was one of the guys you brought out. I was sixth place. I felt like shit. My physique was not where it needed to be. But it kind of all made you kind of made it all better, and, and I I don't know if that sounds fucking fruity or whatever. But by you by you acknowledging the other five that were on the stage with you, I don't know how the other guys felt, but it it kind of made it. I guess what I'm trying to say is this: short of winning, it made all the hard work feel worth it because you felt like you were part of something. So it do, it does achieve, I think, what you're trying to achieve, and it almost seems like you're promoting bodybuilding more than yourself which is what i think we all need to be doing a little bit yeah that is it that is it it is about it is about making people fall in love with this sport that's the only way you're gonna get it to grow you can't make this sport grow about making people fall in love with you alone because when you go then the people that love you are gone too yeah you know and 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 and, and i've got media people that you know they become popular by fucking clowning us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They become popular by making people hate us. Yeah. That is not going to help the sport grow. It yeah. make your numbers go up, but that don't make the sport grow. You know, and I would much rather try to do things that is going to bring more people to the sport, man, because I just love it, man. And I, I, I want to see it grow and become better. And my, my, my goal, my mission when I first started competing is I said, you know what? I want bodybuilding to be back on TV, you know, one time. And, and uh, because I remember looking at ESPN when I was a kid yeah. and watching Lee Hanky's workout. And yeah. uh, there was another workout show on too. I can't remember the guy's name. And, 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 and why? why? Why would I want that? I'm, su- I'm successful. I got money. I'm Mr. Olympia now. I don't need. No, no, no. The reason why is because there will be another me with nothing to do but look at TV yeah. with no plan for his life no, and doesn't feel like he matters to anybody and could watch this workout show or this bodybuilding show and identify with something that he would want to be one day to give him, you know, something to try to aim at. Yeah. Right. Because I know how valuable that thing became for me. Like, I, I, did, I had no clue what the fuck I wanted to be when I grew up. And then, you know, 
as oh, whatever I be, I'm gonna have some muscles while I'm being it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that was a thing. That was a productive thing for me to have in my life. You know, while trying to figure out what the fuck I can do in this world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and my cousin, my cousin told me this. My cousin said, Cedric, you know, you've been flexing your little muscles ever since I can remember, you know, as, as a kid or whatever. And uh, she said, what if, because she came to help me with my youth program, she said, what if this bodybuilding was just something that was given to you so that you could do what you're doing for these kids to help another kid not feel like you felt, you know? Yeah. And, and <laughs> shit, maybe that's the purpose. And so when somebody says something, I seen Fuad, man, you know, I, I try not to glorify these motherfuckers, right? But I seen some guy on social media, it was a comment, you know, some people were talking shit back and forth and somebody said something funny and I don't know how I seen it, but I think my name might've get tagged in it. And, uh, uh, and I looked and somebody said, um, surgery is a waste of potential or a waste of good genetics, right? And, and I'm saying, this motherfucker only knew, like, the people that are thankful for me in their lives, the kids that are so happy to see me when they run up to our facility and yeah, I'm not a champion, but I was able to do something that was very special for a whole lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And if my genetics or if my potential was only able to accomplish that, yeah. then that's definitely not a yeah. waste. You know what I'm saying? If I could affect, if I could affect a hundred little boys that were going down the same road I was going, and I was able to turn them into being something productive and I never be Mr. Olympia, none of that shit. It's worth it. My existence is worth yeah. it because this is one fixing a hundred and then yeah. another one fixing a hundred. So positivity is winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're saying, you so see, you're it's saying you're stupid, taking your, no, it's not stupid, man. You're taking your, what people don't understand online is they think you're like the rest of us. And and I don't, I don't mean everybody because I don't, I don't want to speak for everybody for, but like even for myself, when I was competing a lot, it was eat, sleep, train. That was my whole life. Yeah. And you have uh, the youth camp that you're helping out a group of, of young children. And that's got yeah. a, that, you know, that's huge. So if you're like, you know, yeah. you have another facet to your life that these people online don't see. And you have actually. Yeah. And, and, you know, go ahead. One, one thing, when you said, you know, eat, sleep, and train, and you know, who I, I honestly believe we have been tricked into believing that is the only way to be your best too mm -hmm. and maybe this one guy eat sleep and train and he became you know the champion so we feel like that's what we have to do you know that that's that's what's necessary maybe eat sleep and train is what and make yourself ugly but eat sleep and train might not be what you have to do to be a beautiful 240 you yeah. need some outside type of work, you know, to keep that athletic look, whatever, right? So, so anyway, my point is this. We eat, sleep, and train only. 99.9% .9 of the people um, that look at us um, that buy supplements because we use them, 
and they want to be like us and they want to train, all of them are working too. Yeah. They got a job and they just trying to squeeze out an hour in the gym. And it's real hard for you to set your sights on being like somebody that eats, sleeps, and trains when you work, 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 eat, sleep, train. You know what I'm saying? And so what I wanted to be was, plus I hate copycats, right? And I hate being the same as everybody else. So like if if all of y'all got on red shoes, I don't want the fucking red shoes. But you copied copied my shoes. You copied my shoes. I copied the high and you, top. And you, I copied and you, the high top. <laughs> you copied my Jordans. But I got and, another, and you copied my tights. Yeah. <laughs> the leggings. The leggings. Yeah. But I took them. I took them to a whole other level. You took them to another I level. I'll give you that. <laughs> so okay. So 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 here's the point. When we're talking from the from a perspective of motivating people or inspiring people, okay, you have enough examples of this. You got enough of that. Yeah. You don't have no examples of this. Yeah, yeah. And I get if you. this is me, if this is me, let me be this example for you. So yeah. when you say, so when somebody says, "Fuck, man," you know, I got this job and I just can't. Oh, yes, you can. Yeah. And or somebody can say, Cedric does it. You can you know? say that, and, yeah. And, and I love, and I love being that object that somebody can know. That's no reason to not try. Yeah, but Look, you know, but you know it. what people say. You know what people say when that happens? Look, you have a Cedric's yeah. genetics. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Cedric's do. got that. That's not the same. Cedric's got those genetics. Do. Do. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is this is always my comeback. Guess what? If you put enough time into trying, maybe you got those same genetics hidden and don't even realize. You just it. don't know. Because it. when I was seventeen, when I was seventeen, n- nobody, including me, look. If I if I right now was to look back at my seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, even twenty five year old self first two, three competitions self, I would never think, you know what? He's going to have perfect symmetry one day. He's going to, I never would have, he's going to be Arnold's favorite bodybuilder one day. I never would have looked at me and thought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you just, you don't know what the fuck kind of genetics you got because you ain't never even developed yourself yet. So how about let's get yourself in a position to just simply try. Yeah. Yeah. You but might the, not be what some other motherfucker is, but that don't mean you you can't try. Yeah. Listen, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Yeah. I don't know if people know. Where did you get the knowledge to build your own? Okay, Cedric built his own workout equipment in Iraq when you were on oh, yeah, in Iraq yeah. on a tour, right? Yeah. So, how the yeah. fuck did you know to build your own machines, man? Like you literally built your own machines from wood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Basically, like, I, I can remember taking a wood shop class in middle school. So I learned how to use a few little tools, but not many. Uh, so I can't really compare that. Now, my dad, I don't even fucking know him, but I've heard stories of him being an amazing carpenter. Um, and like, okay, you see that? We call them scary houses. You see that old spooky house over there? Mm. My daddy will move in it. it. It ain't even no roof on it. Yeah. He, he he's such a drifter. He's such a drifter. He'll move in the house, no power, no water, no roof. He'll live in it, yeah. fix it, 
and sell it for a hundred thousand dollars and haul ass to the next city. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Or he'll or he'll get the money from somebody to fix it and leave and won't fix it. You know, you that too. <laughs> but but anyway, that, that's how talented that's how talented he was. So yeah. anyway, I'm I'm there in Iraq and uh, a sergeant major he gave me a flat bench and a set of dumbbells that was in his room, and uh, I got stationed at a at an outpost. It was only like ten or fifteen of us in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I was put in charge of a quick reaction force. That means it's a small group. Let's see, we got four vehicles. One, two, three, four, that's 16 people. Um, If somebody is in a jam, in some trouble on the highway, they could call us. We got a two-hour radio. When anybody within our area gets in trouble, they call us. We're like 911. You know what I'm saying? We we roll up, come help them out, you know? Yeah. and uh, so middle of nowhere on the main base, big ass gym looks like gold's gym. You know, we had nothing. Uh, so I started with this and then, you know, cause you know, spending so much time in the gym, I, I kind of understood the basics of what gym equipment looks like. Oh, I'm going to build a bench press. You know, it started out with me. The first thing I built was um, a bar to do dips on. That was the okay. first thing. Yeah. Uh, Oh, man, how many times did I fuck it up? Just by not how did understanding you... how, listen, so how, how does wood need to be braced? See, that's different from steel. With steel, you can just go two bars up, two bars yeah. out, dip on that, right? Because it's yeah. so strong. Yeah. But with wood, you have to brace it. Yeah. So when I put the shit together, you know, I, I, I got, look, I only had a handsaw simply because I was scared to use the power saw that was out there. Now, we, they sent us, they sent us a bunch of wood and a few um, wood cutting machines saying, hey, you guys are going to have to sleep in tents for now, but build some hard floors to put your tent on, you know. Okay, cool. So that's what these guys were doing. So I'm watching the old guys, you know, cut wood with skill saws and shit like that. Uh, Now, just give me the extra wood. I'm fine. I'll take this handsaw. So everything that I made, I literally was using a handsaw cutting. Uh, Whenever I needed to drill holes, this this shit is like... (laughs) You know, 1000 AD, right? So I, I had a big nail. I would hit it into the wood a little bit, turn it, pull it out. Hit it in more, turn it, pull it out until I eventually made a hole that went all the way through. Flip it over, do the same thing on the other side. So anytime I needed holes drilled, that's how I would do it. Look, all I really had to do was use a power drill. There, there wasn't one, and it, or if there was one, I was scared to use it. Um, so I made this, I finally eventually made this dip bar. And it worked perfectly, and I loved it. So what's next? Man, if I could get a cable machine. so And I can show you all this stuff. No, you so, did not. Well, the cable machine, yeah. So you got to have some big wood braces that go up. You got to have a T that goes across. You hang the wood on this side, just like a wood stack at the gym. And yeah. on this side, you got your rope to use to do everything you want to do. Okay, so the wood, okay, okay, let me draw it. So I draw it out on a piece of paper. Yeah. You know, draw the piece. Of, okay, now. The only part I'm missing now is understanding the mechanics of how wood has to be braced in order for it to be strong, right? right? So once I build it, I build it like my drawing, and then I reinforce it and put braces where they need to be so it doesn't wobble. Yeah. So I build a cable machine. Uh, and with my cable machine, uh, I had, to, of course, you need, you need pulleys. Yeah. Uh, we had old broken down vehicles and stuff there because anytime like a vehicle would break down, we hook up to it, drag it back with us. Yeah. So there were some vehicles that were, we call them deadline. They're not going to work no more. So I would go in there, oh, man, there are some pulleys in, inside That's this right. motor. That's I right. could take these bolts off, 
and I got a pulley. That's you right. know, the things that hold the belt. Yeah, yeah. So I can, this pulley looks like a gym. I could put it up here <laughs> and the rope can go across and hang down. I could put another pulley here. Oh, oh and it's... if I want to do low, low pulley, I put another and I could hook this rope here and it'll go down. Made it. You know, made That's it. It took crazy, me a week, man. but I made it. You know? That's crazy. And from there, it just kept, from there, it, it just kept on going and kept on going. And I ended up with like 13 pieces of equipment, man. I, the last thing I was making before I had to leave is a Smith machine. So is everybody is everybody in your crew using your equipment? Everybody was using it. Listen, everybody there that wanted to work out was using it. Um people had heard about it and when they're traveling, you know, when they go past our area, they was actually stopping like, is this where that wood gym is? Like, yeah, yeah, it's there. So I another made it. And they would come take pictures in there and stuff. And yeah. a magazine came and took a, a military magazine took pictures and one general uh, actually gave me a coin. It's like something real special in the army when a general or a commander gives you a coin he has. It's like his. Like he'll shake your hand and slide it into your hand. You know, it's like here yeah. you go. So he gave. He said, "Man, this is this is." I can't remember the word he used, but like uh, um, f- for me, um, you know, fuck, I don't know the word, but ingenuitive or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. In creating something, you know, for us to use, it's real good. All right, good job. You know, you're outstanding. You know. Um, but, uh, before, but the thing, the thing with wood is, especially when it's moving parts, it needs to be maintained. I will oftentimes have to fix stuff and, or redo it. And when I, watch this, this was going to piss you off. When I left there and went back to the, guess what came a month later? No. A fucking truck shipment of workout. No way. But you know, shipment of workout equipment. So these guys had workout stuff. It doesn't matter though, man. You know what? Yep. I can only imagine the sense of pride you had when people are using your fucking equipment to train with that you built with your bare hands. Yeah. Like that's something yeah. else. So, man. so what it was for me, it was an escape for me because when I got deployed, you know, I can remember doing training the guys that I ended up with, because uh, I was communications originally, and um, but but it was something about when we were doing train up, some of the guys that did really really well, like. Um, infantry tactics and stuff, they pulled them and said, hey, we're going to put you guys and make y'all a quick reaction force. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So I got pulled away from what my job was supposed to be. Um, and so me and some of the other guys there, we had kind of created a bond and it was like, you don't know if when you get this call, you don't fucking know if you coming back. When we, yeah. when we get in this damn truck and we load and we roll out this gate, we don't fucking know if we coming back. And with as uncertain as that seems, there was such a strong level of peace. Yeah. Like, we don't have a phone that's calling, no bills. It ain't, it ain't no bitches stressing us out about nothing. Yeah. It's just the, the sky and the sun and us and oxygen, you know? And, and the only thing that worried any of us was, going back home fucked up. Like, yeah. I don't want to go back home with a half a body. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to go home with no legs. I don't want to go home with no arm, you know? And so, uh, you know, a couple of us, you know, we said, look, if I get fucked up and I let you know, fucking don't save me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. let me fucking die. Let me die out here, man. Don't keep wow. me alive and let me go home to my woman like this. Don't let me go home to my family like this, right? Yeah. And, 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 and when... You know, 
I, when I said this, it, it made me let go of any worry, any fear. Fuck it. Whatever happens, happens, man. We're going to raise some fucking hell. And however it go down, it don't matter, right? Yeah. So that was, I was able to come to peace with what could possibly happen. The next thing, I fucking love bodybuilding. I love working out, right? So I had, I'm going to tell you what I brought from home. I brought an MP3 player that had, um, no, 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 a, a, a CD player. It had, I had a Metallica CD. Why? Because the guy that got me into bodybuilding, he was an old white guy. He listened to Metallica every day when he worked out. Yeah. So I had, I had Metallica CD. I had two Led Zeppelin CDs. Yeah. Um, I had Link, a Linkin Park CD. And I think it was a Power Man 5000. It was one of them. I, it might not have been them. And uh, so I'm in the gym. I have my wrist wraps, the elastic ones. I had my straps like for deadlifting. And uh, I had my tank top from the gym. So when I would work out, I was able to, I was able to go home for a minute. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it was, uh, even though I was so far away, I, I felt at home and I felt okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so having that jet, like, I, I don't give a fuck if none of y'all use it. This is my shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, yeah. and it gave me, it gave me a sense of comfort, you know? So, uh, and what happened was I eventually was, I taught myself carpentry skills. Yeah. So not even realizing that later in life, like now I'm fucking using it, you know, I'm a self-taught carpenter. Yeah. You know, so. How, yeah. uh, were you ever in any serious firefights or anything like that? Yeah. Did all, so did all usually, your, did all your guys make it back? Okay. Yeah. All of our guys made it back. We had a few guys with some minor injuries. Um, what ended up happening with us most of the time is when we get called, somebody's already getting fired on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And by the time we get there, we're just cleaning up shit. Like, you know, I can remember we pulled up at the end of a firefight and, uh, this is fucking dude. Um, was driving one of the supply trucks. He he was a national, you know, because basically what they do is they hire a bunch of nationals to drive the supply vehicles. Nationals are so nationals are Iraqi or American. There'll be there'll be any any of the local nationals, any country. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and and so there'll be maybe one hundred semi-trucks full of supplies. Yeah. And then they'll put maybe five security vehicles with, with soldiers with them. So you got five five vehicles trying to cover a hundred fucking eighteen wheelers. Yeah. It's not possible. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Somewhere in the middle, somebody gonna get fucked up at some point. Yeah. So these guys sometimes would come out from under bridges. They would spray down the fucking truck. The truck would go off the road or whatever. They throw his ass out, and get in the truck, and go out through the desert with it. And then we get the call like, "Hey, look, we had this grid coordinate. This truck just got fired on. We got two disabled vehicles and one vehicle going out into the desert. So we get there, we secure the situation, secure the, the area, set up a perimeter, and you know, some of us will go try to recover the vehicle that went out, you know, into God knows where. Yeah, so yeah. we pull up to this one scene, and uh, the, when they spray down this damn vehicle, uh, the, the the vehicle hit. Boom, it hit a bank, like an embankment for the bridge. And when it hit that, the, the front of the semi flipped up. You know, like if you're going to yeah. work on it mechanically, you yeah, flip yeah. it up. It yeah. flipped up and the guy went through the window. The window got shattered anyway because it got shot on. So he's laying over here and the fucking top of his head 
literally is over there. And his fucking brain is somewhere in the middle. It's, it's like a hat came off. So they were like, okay, we got to recover this guy and uh, make sure we recover as much as we can. Oh shit, there's the top of his head and there's his brain. Holy fuck, right? And th this taught me a lesson that, so when you have a person that's alive, no matter how close to death they are, their soul is still inside and you can feel that. If you have empathy, you can feel someone's soul. There's an energy, there's a connection. You're still moving, you're still breathing. You are a person, you are alive. The moment that you die, you become an object. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so, so you're alive, laying in the woods, dying. You're still alive, your soul is there. As soon as you die and your soul leaves your body, you become just like another tree laying in the woods yeah. now. You, have, you become an object. And this person, this person who I see, it looked like, oh, this, is, this must be a mannequin. This can't be a human. Yeah. But it's because his soul left and there was no way to establish a connection with this thing. He was just an yeah. object, you know. Yeah. So most of the situations we came to was after shit had already hit the fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because the worst thing they want to do is wait until fucking four more trucks roll up with a bunch of damn guns. And now you want to fight? No, it would never be yeah. like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the area we were in, the area we were in were mostly, you know what? Listen, a hundred trucks roll up this road every hour of every day we can steal some shit so <laughs> let's wait for a good opportunity let's shoot shoot up some shit and let's try to get some of these trucks you know that's yeah. the kind of situation we were in versus yeah. doing straight up combat missions you know okay yeah we were that's more crazy, trying man. to secure secure the supply route and yeah. again i'm gonna it, it seems like i'm beating a dead horse dude but okay uh, let me ask let me tell you this so i talked to john meadows one day about we were talking about haters and internet and all this and john mm -hmm. says to me when you almost die, you put life in perspective and you don't care anymore. Because John mm -hmm. went through a pretty mm -hmm. bad illness a while back when he had his colon removed, whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said things in life look different when you go through a really traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how you look at bodybuilding with such frag a fragile lens mm -hmm. when you've been through the situation you just described. It's, yeah, cra it's crazy to me. The reason why... Is because and I don't know if I did this to myself or what, but bodybuilding is in a totally different world than the rest of my life to me. Yeah, it's so strange. Listen, I can't even explain it to you, but it's like when I have to leave, pack my bag, and get, and go to the airplane. It's like I have to become a different person. I have to go to a different world and do different shit you know I what i'm saying in yeah. order in order to be able to do bodybuilding and none of it is me yeah N none of it naturally it, it, you know all the things that it takes that it seems like it takes to be a successful bodybuilder none of those attributes are what i have naturally you know i can't be selfish enough to be a, a good bodybuilder i don't have enough of an ego to be a good bodybuilder i'm not confident enough to be a good bodybuilder and those things seem to be required nowadays Right. You know, so when I'm put into that arena, I'm forcing my I'm forcing myself to be something that I'm not simply to try to perform at something that I'm kind of good at. You know what I'm I saying? I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Let yeah, me ask yeah. you, I got a, I got a few more questions. You've been on for a while. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but no, it's good. It's good. Th these are important. So uh, what <laughs> I think you'll like this question. Uh, what percentage of conditioning were you in in Romania? I know you like it to, to speak in percentages. Were you like. 
hundred percent. Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, was that me and you that come up with those percent jokes back in the day? Did you start saying percent? You used to get so. I think that was me and you that used to say like that. You used to get so mad at me percent. when I said, "If you're ten percent better," and you'd be like, "What the <laughs> fuck does that mean?" <laughs> uh, okay, tell me the difference between ten percent and eight percent. What's the difference? It, you know? it, may, it makes it makes sense if you think about it. All right, let's. <laughs> Okay, okay. okay. If, if you were 10 out of 10 on your best showing ever, you were 10 out of 10. What was Romania? Because you look pretty awesome in Romania. Like everything was pretty dialed in. Like was Romania 9 out of 10 or was it, you know what I mean? I, I, it, is, it is absolutely impossible for me to say yeah. because not once, even when I looked at a point where I looked, to where I was happy with how I look, I ended up getting like fourth. So it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And then like, for example, when I won the Arnold in 2017, I thought I was off. Yeah. I was like, fuck. I was, I was, I had more separation and I, I felt like I was leaner and drier two years ago when I got fourth and here I am winning. And yeah. people say, oh, he nailed it. Nailed what? What the fuck are you talking about? So yeah. then I realized that some of this shit is all a matter of perspective. When yeah. you watch this, and and, I, and then we'll get back to how do you think you look in Romania. Um, so what I realize is sometimes people don't have enough of a brain to think for themselves. So when somebody says Fuad won this show, what they do is they look at Fuad and try to justify, find reasons why he won. Oh yeah, he did win because he's big. Blah 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 blah. Right? If yeah. somebody says Fuad place last they'll look at you and even though you the best they'll look at and say yeah he yeah he got last because he's this or his that they try to justify they try to justify what they're being told rather than form formulate their own opinion so when people get into this whole um sedgwick's conditioning thing usually it, it ends up being something that they were told or you know an opinion that was created and then they try to justify yeah, you're right. He is okay. off because. But wait a minute. I want to know. I want to know what you think. So. Yeah, yeah. What? And I know you think you're not good enough, and whatever. You always want to yeah. be better. I understand all that. Yeah. But if you had to put a number on it out of ten, where were you in Romania? Where were you in? Uh, what was the one you Budapest. did before? No, the one. Yeah, yeah it was Budapest. Budapest. And then yeah, Korea. Yeah. Korea, you did too, right? Uh, no, no, I haven't been to Korea. No, okay. I, just, and then, I went from the Olympia to Budapest. Okay, so you did those two shows. You won those two shows. You looked better at both those shows than the Olympia. Is that how you feel or no? I do feel I look better there than at the Olympia, yes. So what is it? Okay, for me, when I was competing more, I've never been in shape at the Arnold or the Olympia because just the fucking anxiety gets to me. The pressure gets to me so much that I somehow end up up fucking up something. Yeah. Is it kind of the same thing with you where you're like the bigger shows tend to – the only way I can the only way I can describe it is um it seems to me um physically that at the Olympia I'm usually coming off of the summer and in the summer is when I'm the most active in the military now, you know, so we you know doing missions and, and all of this stuff and then try to shut it down with enough time to get ready for the Olympia. All right. And 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 that is a part of it. The major part of it is holy shit, this is the Olympia. Yeah. And I'm already out of place guest posing somewhere. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. how out of place do I feel in Vegas? 
with yeah. four days of shit. And, oh, you got the press conference and you got the meet and greet and you got all of this stuff. And, and then you got to get on stage. And, listen, I, I, and I go, I go to Vegas with the mindset of, man, I just, I just hope I don't make a fool out of myself. I already, you know, I know I'm not going to be in the first call out. I know that. I'm hoping I get in the second call out. I hope I don't embarrass myself. Never once feeling like I could possibly do well. Well, I I have to acknowledge that thinking like that could also make me look that way. Yeah. Oh, you're just raising cortisol levels and yeah. Yeah, but I got to be honest too and say, Say it. Ah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not good enough to beat these guys. That's not true. I, I'm not. I, I, I'm not good enough to beat these guys at their game. What I bring, but it's not enough. Wait a minute. And, Go and, back. And, and sorry, sorry, Cedric. Cedric, you cut out for a second there. Go yeah. back. Go back to. Go back a bit. You said I'm not good enough okay. for these guys, then you said something else. I'm not I'm not good enough to beat them at their game. Okay. I can't be I can't be massive and ripped and dry too. I can't, like like I feel like my body can't even produce that. And I, I and I do, you know, I was talking to the for the first time in my life, I went to um a judge in um Romania and I said because he was in Budapest too. So I wanted to know, damn, am I making progress or am I still fucking up? So how do you think I look? He said, I think you look better in Budapest. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I thought you looked better. I thought you looked better in Romania. <laughs> yeah. So I said, shit, okay. He said, Yeah, you you need to be fuller. I said, okay, I, I can I can work on that, right? And and then I asked him, I said, you know, it seems like I'm not necessarily competing against the other people on stage with me. But it seems like I'm having to compete against what people think I could look like or what I should look like. And he said, I agree. He I said, think, because yeah. we we feel we we see so much potential in you that we compare you to what we believe you you should look like. Yeah. And he said, and it sucks. But yeah. unfortunately, that's what you gotta deal with. And you know, and so um I, I almost fool out, I'll be honest with you. I can't even rate myself because my opinion of myself goes no further than your opinion of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But where where now, do, listen, if, where if do you, you think tell me Cedric, if you told me Cedric, you look fucking awesome, you know what I would do? Try to come up with reasons why I don't. You I know, know that. You do that all and the time. If you told me, and if you said Cedric, if you said Cedric, fuck, you got your ass kicked, you look horrible, I would agree with you. I know because that. Because I'm such a pessimistic person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know that about you. Yeah. But what? Yeah. Okay, fine. Let's let's change the question then. If you showed yeah. up at the Olympia in the condition you showed up in, in Budapest or Romania, where do you think you would have placed? The same. No. no. The same. I think I would be the same because I think, uh, like I said, I think the bar for me, um, of what people think I could look like is is higher than than the look I'm able to produce um, for whatever fucking reason and um, yeah and, and so one of my reasons for competing because I do think the anxiety plays a part in it one of my reasons for continuing to compete is uh, first of all I'm a little bit angry like at myself yeah. so it's almost like a, a a punishment and a torture like 
fucking keep doing it. Keep doing yeah. it. You know, uh, the second part is if anxiety is the issue, and I know this from military training, if there's anything that you're fucking afraid of, learn how to live in that. Yeah, I agree. With live you. in it. Live yep. in it and dwell in it until you fucking, until you can thrive in this environment that you're afraid of. Yeah. And okay, competition, I'm afraid of it. So live in it and, and keep going until I'm able to be comfortable to where hopefully that can kind of beat the anxiety and take away that part of it. The second part of it is if, uh, you know, the body fat is for the most part gone and there's just little small tweaks, then there's experimenting that comes yeah. into play. Like, okay, so in Budapest, I tried to dry out this way. And uh, in Romania, I dried out this way and didn't carve up as much. Let's see what look that that creates. And then yeah. go on to the next show and let's see what look I can create to try to come up with, you know, a better overall look for myself. But mm -hmm. guess what? All of this experiment can get thrown out of the window because if you take me right back to Vegas with the same mindset, I'm yeah. still going to turn into a bitch and I'm still going to be scared as hell. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how it is until something has to change inside me. You know, really, listen, I'll be honest with you, man. The Olympia in itself is, it, 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 it listen, just the name, just, the show itself is defeating me yeah. as a person. I know you, you know, mean. Th there has been two two years in a row for uh, two years in a row. I have gone back to my room after prejudging, and I have literally wanted to die. With, with all of the hard things I've gone through in my life, personally, professionally, with the army and stuff, I, I like literally last year and this year I had these thoughts, but this year it was stronger. Because last year, you know, I could come up with reasons, but this year it was worse, and I said. I'm so sick of fucking embarrassing myself yeah. for all of these people that cheer for me, for all of these people that want me to do how I look and they defend me and stuff. I let all of them down when this happens and to, to the point where, yeah, I don't deserve the win, but I talk myself into not even deserving to exist because of it. And I found myself, um, in the room in Vegas, like figuring out how the fuck, how the fuck can I just die, man? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to live like this. I don't want to go down in history as, oh, Cedric, the guy that could never get in shape. I would just rather fucking die. And, and that, in, in the army, we call it um, catastrophic thinking. And you can create a thinking trap for yourself yeah. to where you circle around the same negativity, but never create a resolution. And uh, I, I was wanting to die before I come home. Let me just have gone away and something happened and I just don't come home. Maybe people won't think about the show and this and that, you know, and then so, so, so real life shit started hitting me like, if you if you if you kill yourself, um, your your kids, your family won't be able to get insurance money when you die. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, fuck, man! I can't what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I gotta make sure I gotta make sure that they are taken care of, and that <sighs> led me what to that fuck? led me to the next thought, and the next thought was this. You pride yourself in being selfless. You pride yourself in not being selfish. And I, I purposely 
avoid doing selfish things. No matter how much it would help me, I would rather not do something selfish, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it hit me. This <laughs> is the most selfish decision you could possibly make to take yeah. yourself away from everybody that loves you. Yeah. And, and, and then the next thought came. The next thought was, who, number one, who is going to tell your children the story of how you died and why? And then the second thought came is, how is your children going to tell that story to the people that they love? How, and I had a vision of my son telling his wife how I died. Like, yeah, my dad, he, um, you know, was a bodybuilder and he, you know, he killed himself because he was real upset about, and I said, <laughs> and I said, I can't, I can't let them, I can't let them have to live with that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm and sorry. Uh, I'm laughing, but Cedric. Yeah, no, no, it's cool, man. It, it, this it's like, it's crazy, dude. Like you can't, that's too listen, much. I know, I know. And, and the, the point, the problem of it is that, that people don't see is, listen, man, I want to call these people faggots, right? But then you're insensitive to homosexual stuff. So it's not that, but I try to find a really good word for these punk ass motherfuckers that feel such a strong need to give their opinions, right? Like, so you're going about your day and you are able to entertain yourself by giving a, an opinion about somebody else and the way they're doing whatever they do. Uh, they don't realize how this could possibly affect people, right? <clears throat> like, no, directly, nobody in social media or whatever could directly, you know, make me think in a suicidal way. Not directly, but me feeling the amount of shame I feel for the people that I know care about me and support me and to feel like I let them down, this is what makes me want to give up in, in such a way to where I would want to die, you know? Um, and, and, and my point of saying all of that is this. I really wish people would think about how they could possibly affect people when they broadcast their amazing opinions mm. about stuff. Like we become very sensitive about an obese person and how we may possibly make them feel or a woman and how we may make them feel or a certain ethnic group and how we may make them feel or a certain religion or a certain political party. We're very sensitive about stuff like that sometimes. But then if we were to, if me and you were able to go and probe into those arenas, we would see the same shit too, you yeah. know? Um, but but I think this generation, Fuad, this generation, since social media began, it, be, it began as a great way to stay in touch with friends. Is the most judgmental, but those individuals hate to be judged. Don't judge me for giving my judgment. Don't judge yeah. me for giving my opinion. Don't yeah. give me your opinion of me for giving my opinion. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cedric looks like shit. Yeah, motherfucker, you don't even work out. Oh, boy, wait a minute. Don't judge me for not yeah, working out. Yeah. And, and just because I gave my but, opinion. What the fuck? But in their that defense. Shit is, that, that, that shit is powerful, Fuad. And I understand, Cedric. But one second. I just want to push back a little bit because uh, okay. you mentioned obese people. You mentioned ethnicities. You mentioned all these things, right? The yeah. people that are these cocksuckers, right? I have the same opinion yeah. of them. They're They're kind of. 
I, we can all handle constructive criticism, but it's the fucking trolls that like really get under our skin. But um, their pushback is you're in a professional sport and you've entered into this professional sport and people are allowed to have their opinions about you. It's kind of like if you go to a, if you go to a basketball game and someone like Michael Jordan sucks, you hear a lot of people are going to, are going to yell at their least favorite Mm -hmm. basketball fan Mm -hmm. or Eminem's album sucks Mm -hmm. or fucking Jay-Z sucks or Mm -hmm. If you're in a, if you're in a professional field where opinions matter, mm-hmm. I guess you have to take the, sh- the good with the bad, right? If you're going to get ten thousand people screaming, I said, Rick, I've worked at a booth with you. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I've seen a lineup of like a hundred people waiting to get your fucking picture, mm-hmm. right? So if mm-hmm. you're going to take the adoration of a hundred, the way I look at it is this: if I'm going to take the adoration of a hundred people mm-hmm. that want to take a photo with me, I gotta take you gotta the, take the bullshit, the shithead with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. L- listen. And I'm I'm so glad you brought it up because that that brought up another point that I wanted to 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 mention to you. There has been a time I was in India, and the the crowd that was waiting for me and that was there for me was so big, and I need to go to the toilet. I need to go eat, and they were fuck, man. It was crazy. Who I got an anxiety attack. Listen, yeah. I, and I mean. Oh my god! I got I got to get out of here. Like a full breathe. blown. I yeah. can't breathe. I got to get out of here. I went to the gym, and the people at the gym were, "Oh my god!" Yeah, anxiety yeah. attack. Yeah, it wasn't negative. Yeah, here's the thoughts that were going through. Listen, this is why I'm telling you, I'm fucked up, Fuad. The thoughts that were going through my head was, "Why are they acting like that? I don't deserve this. <laughs> I'm just Cedric from yeah. fucking South Carolina. I'm nothing special." Yeah. I was never supposed to be nothing in life. Yeah. How the fuck are they? No, no, they, they, they got, they're, they're mistaken. They got this wrong, man. This shit is not, this, this is not supposed to be me. This yeah. is not, I don't deserve, and, and it, and, and it repeats itself. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve it. And then it's boom. And then it hits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so whether it's positive or negative, it's just a surge of fucking emotion and energy that takes over. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I got it. And uh, yeah, yeah, and, and I think there's things that trigger that. Yeah. And so this, this like you call them a cocksucker, whoever they are, they they trigger it, but it's only in a small way. You know, one thing that helped me think, that helped me work on that was I had there was a period of time where I was watching uh, the NBA playoffs, and uh, and man, I used to love to watch the commentary um, shows in the morning and stuff where they're talking about you know the sports analysts and shit. And a lot of times I would compare them to like the little fake ass analysts that we have in bodybuilding. Really, the analysts are just somebody that says, hey, I want to be an analyst and I'll just yeah. start doing it, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Some kind of way they develop a following some way, but you have absolutely no credibility yeah. to do. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so and, and, and so I'm watching these guys tear into LeBron James' ass. Yeah. I'm looking at ESPN and I'm looking at them tear into uh, Peyton Manning's ass one year, yeah. or whoever. It, oh, he's a lame. He got a lame duck arm. He can't throw the ball no more. You know, the 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 quarterback for the Patriots. You know, they tearing into his ass. Or you know, the running back for the Chiefs. You know, and and I said, either these athletes are absolutely nothing like me, or they can't look at this shit. Yeah. Because if they are anything, if they have even a percentage of me in them, they would just quit playing if yeah. they see this. Because yeah. this is horrible. Like the little shit we have to deal with 
this is horrible. And what we're cursed with, Fuad, is we're cursed with the fact that bodybuilding is actually a small industry. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so you know, look, it ain't but so many bitches, and eventually we're gonna be done fuck the same one. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't, it ain't, but so many haters yeah. the same damn hater. Like, oh, he was on my page talking shit too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the same shit. You yeah. know, because the industry is so small. So because it's so small, LeBron James is flooded with a million comments. So the thousand he get, ah, yeah, he don't even have to look at that shit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we, you know, but, but the percentage for us, you know what I'm saying, is greater. So yeah. listen, I got, I got, I got, I got, to, I got to touch on this one more time. I want to touch on this one more time, just because I think there's a part of this you're missing a little bit, or maybe you're not. I don't know, but you realize that a lot of fans of bodybuilders are fans of their personalities and not their bodies. Right. Like when someone looks at like, look, why do people love Lee priest? It's his physique is crazy, but it's also his personality. Why do people love Kevin Lavroni? It's his physique is crazy, but it's also his personality, right? Like why do people love Ronnie Coleman? It's not just because he's the greatest bodybuilder of all time. It's because he had this personality and work ethic that went with it. So I think people draw things from their favorite. Like, why do I have fans? I've only fucking won two shows. I don't fucking, I'm not a champion as you would call it, but people maybe like the way I train or like the things I have to say or whatever. So there's a personality aspect to this that you're missing. I don't think people love Cedric because he wins shows. That's maybe a part of it. I don't think people love Cedric because he has the most aesthetic physique in modern day bodybuilding. I think people yeah. love Cedric because he's like, oh, look, he fucking, he's playing with Arnold's hair. Look at, look at Cedric. He's, he's fucking, look at Cedric. He brings out the top six at a show to take photos with him. Look at Cedric. Yeah. He thinks about, he, he's a fucking sergeant and he builds fucking shit out of wood and he has a garden and he has a youth yeah. camp. Like, do you understand that people don't just follow yeah. you because of your physique? Like, people are gaining following. If you're just a physique and you don't ever fucking say anything, you're not going to be popular. No one's going to give a yeah. shit and cheer for you. There's a reason yeah. that there's a reason that lineup at those booths was there for you. It wasn't just your physique. So all the only reason I'm saying all this is not to just blow smoke up your ass. It's I think you're missing part of what makes you popular, and it's not yeah. just getting on stage. I think there's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, just to end the point. There's a lot of there's a lot of darkness in bodybuilding. Okay. A lot of shows, a lot of shows, and I've been on some of these shows, they just want you to fight. Like, they asked me to do an iron debate with Lee Priest and Dave Palumbo, and they're like, let's talk about the 90s versus now, and you guys are going to fight. And I didn't want to do it. And it's not because I'm scared to debate. It's because I'm not trying to promote the dark side of the sport. I'm trying to promote, I'm trying to promote what's good about us. Yeah. And I think, in my opinion, that's what people love about you more than your physique, is that you promote... uh, you promote a different side of it and i don't think you realize that like the whole eat sleep train thing there's a lot of that like you said a lot of us are doing that a lot of people watch that a lot of people get motivation from that but a lot of people like you because you're like yeah i got fucking kids and i like to do other things yeah so i, uh, I just you 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 got me and i'm cornered <laughs> but the only thing i can go back to is the very beginning of the conversation when I, First of all, I've already thrown my disclaimer out there. A lot of times, I'm just fucked up. No, right? no, I know. I'm but, not trying to sway your opinion, dude. I'm just trying to. So, so here we go. So, so I got you. I got you here, though. Um, there has to be a point where 
your physique draws the attention in order for us to be able to appreciate the other parts of yeah of course but you've done that already you don't have to be uh, fucking mr olympia to people can appreciate a physique that's you said it yourself the top six at a show they all worked hard they all have amazing bodies right you know you know what man listen so i've had dreams at least once a week i have a dream about the olympia yeah different people are in it you know from all the way back to the 70s that i'm competing against you know up until faces that i don't even recognize and uh in 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 the show i'm always rushing and i'm always behind there was a time where they were saying cedric you next up get ready let's go on stage and i hadn't even shaved my body <laughs> or I, I couldn't find my oil or i couldn't find my posing truck this there is a real this is a real dream I, a reoccurring dream and there's always something where I'm ready to go on stage, but I'm missing something. I'm not ready. Something. Where, where, where's my, whatever. I didn't shave or where's my, or, Oh shit, I forgot the diet. You know, seriously. Yeah. 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 But and it, um, it was this situation, but I was like, I don't give a fuck if I didn't diet. I want to get on stage and I want to knock the fuck out of him. I hate him. Like I just wanted to get on stage so I could hit <laughs> This guy will slap him because I hate him. I hate him in real life. Anyway, um, and and so, well, Cedric, like you said, you've accomplished that. Well, damn it, Fuwa, that's not good enough. Yeah. There's there's stuff, there's stuff that needs to be said. There's tones that needs to be set. There's examples that need to be given. There's leadership that needs to be given to this sport that, that, that I wish I deserved the opportunity to do. I wish I had an opportunity to stand on the Olympic stage with the microphone because there's so many things that need to be said. And in my dreams, I was able to say some of those things sometimes, you know, mm. so much stuff that needs to be said. If I don't say, well, you can say that now. No. I can't say this stuff now because nothing I say matters now because I'm a fucking loser. So when I have all of this stuff to say about what we need to do and, you know, I remember in the Arnold, look, all y'all social media motherfuckers, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that gets said by a loser and it has no credibility, so it doesn't matter. We don't care what you think because you're a loser. This is, this is how my mind operates. Not because I would need somebody else to be a winner in order for me to listen, but just because I feel me alone in this sport, my opinion doesn't matter while I'm a loser. In the Army, I'm not the Sergeant Major or the Commander, but I know some shit, and I can fucking teach y'all something, and I know I'm right about this, and I can yeah. express that. In bodybuilding, I'm nobody, okay. so what I think don't matter, and, and that's what limits me. I'm Okay, I'm not going to... I'm just going to put one more point. I'm going to put one more point on it and I'll let it go. Okay. I just want you to know you're doing it already. Okay. You don't even realize you're doing it. That's the fucked up part. When you bring five guys out on stage to take a photo with you, that already levels up the sport. You don't have to be Mr. Olympia to do that. You're already doing it. Like people already look and go, like I've thought to myself, you know what? If I win a show, I'm going to fucking do that. Other bodybuilders are already watching that going, 
yeah, that's the right way to do shit. So whether you want to do it or not is irrelevant. The way you carry yourself already is already doing those things. So we'll just leave it. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. Just, we don't have to- one, one, one thing I just want to add to that piece before we move on is um, I had a Sergeant Major who used to give me a heart. First of all, the people who ain't in the army, they don't know what a Sergeant, Sergeant Major is. A Sergeant Major is a badass. Like yeah. you got sergeants and then at the top of that food chain is a Sergeant Major. Okay. Yeah. And a Sergeant Major will kick your fucking ass. I mean, this is a bad motherfucker, man. The yeah. most guy, most people that make Sergeant Major, they just have it. They have it. They have everything and they're just perfect, man. Like the perfect alpha, whatever, male or female. Yeah. They are just so fucking smart and so fucking perfect and so strong, okay? So I had a Sergeant Major. He used to give me a hard time. I go compete. He says, Macmillan, come here. Yes, Sergeant Major. He said, uh, where's your fucking tiara? And I said, what tiara, Sergeant Major? He said, you went and did some beauty contest, didn't you? They don't give you no tiaras? I thought you'd wear a tiara. I said, no, Sergeant Major, we wear thongs, you know? (laughs) I'd make him him laugh and he would leave me alone, you know? But he'd ask me how I did and stuff like that. And and he said, said, you're going to be Mr. Olympia one day, ain't you? I said, I I don't think I ever would be able to be that. He said, well, I think you will. He said, listen, when you get, he said, when you do, he said, I want you to do me a favor. I said, you need me to give you a shout out? He says, no. He said, um, I want you to show them what leadership is. And like his whole facial expression changed. Yeah. And when he said, he said, I want you to show them what leadership is. Show them what we know you are. Yeah. And I said, Roger, that's our major. And, and I think that kind of is something that stuck with me that said, okay, only when you get there, can you I get do it. this, you know, so I get it. And, and, and you know, there's times who I, you know, I've talked shit with you personally about people and stuff. And I hate this motherfucker. I hate him. <laughs> I do. But as long as I can't beat him, I'm just a hater. You know what I'm saying? I need to That's, be able to yeah. beat him first. Let me beat him and then tell him I hate him and why I want to fight him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that. So, so those things make me just say, okay, I can't say nothing until I get yeah. there. You know? yeah. um, all right, listen, I'm going to do a speed round before I let you go. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. Quick, 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 quick question, quick answer. Okay. Were you ever a stripper? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Were you really? Yeah. <laughs> Was it a dive oh, shit? I got, some sto- I got some stories for you. Hey, move on, move on, okay. move on, move on. <laughs> All right, what's your favorite cheat meal? It's your go-to. Pussy. Your go your go-to cheat meal. Like what do you pussy. what do you pussy, pussy. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> You said quick, man. You said quick. All ass. right, all right. I'm sorry. Eat ass. I eat ass. Ass, ass or pussy? <laughs> all right. Okay. Ass or pussy? Which one? Ass. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this next question seems fucked up now. Uh, <laughs> do you like kids more than adults? And I don't. Yes. I mean, as a as a. Aunt, <laughs> separate the question absolutely listen because children's children's intentions are usually very genuine you know what i'm saying they fake less the only reason why a child lies is to get themselves out of trouble yeah a child never lies to make themselves seem more than what they are 
Yeah, a yeah. child won't lie to you. A child won't have a, a fake ego. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. A child won't pretend to be something that they're not. Usually the only time they lie is like, oh, shit, I fucked up and I don't want to get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Their yeah. heart is just so genuine, man, and I love that. They're like blank palettes that need to be, this is what I call them, like they're like blank laptops and you got to download software yeah. In, you know, to make them work, you know, and everything, yeah. everything that you give them, everything that they receive at some point is going to affect their performance, positively or negatively, everything that they experience, this one thing that happened to them, you know, this, this, this one motherfucker that touched them in a bad way, that shit is going to affect them in 20 years, you know, everything. And, yeah. and, and that makes them so special, you know, in this world, man, you know, and we got to take care of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you eating from your garden yet? No. No, no not yet? No. No, Why? listen, man, because, so we got wildlife out here, right? So every time I build a garden, like last time I made a garden, a f- this fucking deers came through and ate all my shit. <laughs> so I, I had a bunch of watermelons coming. And I was taking care of these fucking watermelons, man. And next thing you know, I seen fucking hoof prints where these fucking deers were kicking the fucking watermelons open and eating them. And then they ate my damn strawberries and they ate everything except the tomatoes. So I had eight foot tomato plants one year. Yeah. They didn't fuck with those. They ate everything else. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. Man. You know, I ain't, I'm not. Do you hunt? Do you, do you hunt or no? No, I don't hunt. No, I don't hunt. Okay. Yeah. My, so, so my mama told me, you know, she said, you know, in the South, we, we hear there's racism, but it's not. People in the South are so nice. It's hard to be racist when you're yeah. that nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we still have like racist undertone. So my mom was like, uh-uh, don't be in the woods. That ain't nothing but an excuse for a white man to pretend you're a deer and shoot the shit at you. <laughs> so now I don't go hunting. All right, all right. All right, last one. All right. And I know you caught some heat for this. That's why I want to ask you. Okay. So do you regret playing with Arnold's hair? No. No. Oh, oh, it was worse than that. I didn't I don't know if I caught heat for the hair. I caught caught heat for humping him from behind. Oh, for the grinding, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I caught heat from. I don't regret it simply because he was laughing his ass off. Yeah. And he and he said, Okay, so I got the word from the other other organizer of the show. Arnold said this was the most fun he's had in 30 years of putting his show on. Yeah. He had a ball. And that, okay, I don't give a fuck what you think. Me and this man, you know, we had a good time, you know, and that's what mattered. So, so what what we do is, you're getting on my nerves. I'm gonna take your manhood. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, we have to play around like that, you know, like uh. So, so say you're trying manhood. to be, yeah, you're trying to be real serious, especially like in the army or even down here in the south. You're trying to be all serious. Yeah. Get up behind you and do you like that, and you can't do nothing but laugh because it breaks the it breaks the mood. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So. You want to do all these selfies, you know, you don't even know how to work your camera phone, man. You know? so, <laughs> this is my so moment you, when you're trying to take a selfie, yeah. So you would do it all over again if you had to? I, I would hump him again, man. I would get him. Yeah, I would get him again. Yeah. Um, he was, and no, but nobody heard hard because he was trying to make the phone work. So when yeah. I got him, it was nothing he could do because his hands were holding the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was laughing his ass off. <laughs> That's funny. What are you? Uh, what are you doing next, man? What show are you doing next? Again, another uh, Japan, one. Japan. Japan is in two weeks, I think. Um, are you just going to do all? Are you just going to do all the shows and collect all after the texts? After Japan is done, and then I'm going to the Arnold, and then uh, after the Arnold, we'll see. I'm hoping I have my 
what I call condition fix, Japan or Arnold. I'm hoping to be better so that I can say, okay, this is it now. Let's go forward with this. Um, who knows, man? Who knows if I'll ever get there, but I'm going to just keep trying. Anything you want to plug or promote before I let you go, brother? Uh, well, I know you got the youth camp. Is there anything else that you got that you want to talk about? Nah, man. Look, look I, what I have to promote is what you're doing. Um, like I said, man, we've had so many conversations. And uh, I love what you're doing. Um, there'll be times where I send you a text message just when my head is so fucked up, I can't even think straight. So I ask you, what do you think about this? You know, yeah. something. And I like I like that about you. I like your honesty. And I like the fact that you also give a damn, you know. So with what you're doing, man, continue to try to do that. The only bad part about it is that, that you're going to, what you're trying to do with this, you're going to lower the amount of potential people you can bring on because you're trying to do it this way. What do you mean? Okay, so with the way that you're doing this, yeah, it ain't many people that could participate fully because Why? there's so many fake motherfuckers out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that, but but that's good because that means when you do um, have a show, it's valuable because yeah. it's real and it ain't the same old bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm proud of you, man. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you coming on. Look, the whole reason I started this thing. It's just I want people to get to know the guys and get to know who they are and get to know, yeah. like, you know, the Instagram shit's cool, but, you yeah. know, you can only say so much in a caption. So I appreciate yeah. you coming on, man. You had a good yeah. uh, hour and a half, and people got, yeah. I think people got yeah. to know who you are. Yeah. Okay. So, but you got to come right. on again. People are going to be. Yeah, I will. Other, uh, other channels are going to be fucking jealous. So. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, man, I was trying to avoid doing any interviews with anybody because I said, no, I already told Fuad I was coming. So I ain't doing shit else. I don't want to talk about nothing until I see him, you know? So I'll be honest. I didn't think you're going to, you're going to follow nah, man. up, but I, I got you, bro. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. All right, I, I got to go to work, man. You got me late as hell, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go do your thing, man. I appreciate it, Cedric. Thanks, Thank you, man. Okay. okay. All right. Bye-bye.